Yeah, that's what uh, Broadcom is saying to Qualcomm. Uh, Broadcom considering a bid of more than $100 billion for Qualcomm, according to people familiar with the matter. It would be, if it gets done, the biggest ever takeover of a chip maker. Let's talk about it. Broadcom shares, by the way, up 5.5%. Qualcomm also, no surprise, is the target here, uh, up about 13%. So that's share price rallying as well. Ian King is uh, with us. He is a Bloomberg News U.S. semiconductor reporter from our Bloomberg 960 studio in San Francisco. Anand Srinivasan, uh, Bloomberg Intelligence semiconductors and hardware analyst from our BI headquarters in Princeton, New Jersey. Ian, let me start with you. Surprised to see this headline cross? Um, in some ways, yes, because of the size of the deal. But in other ways, look at Hock Tan and his career. Look at what he's already done. Um, and in some respects, this is a natural extension of the kind of um, drive that he's shown to consolidate the semiconductor industry. Hock Tan, you're talking, of course, about the president and CEO of Broadcom, which was in the news this week um, with President Trump announcing about moving their uh, overall headquarters back to the United States. And I want to dig into that if there's any connection. Anand, though, weigh in on the possibility of a Broadcom and Qualcomm link up. Uh, I, I mean, the the uh, the phrase I would use is uh, doable but messy. <laughs> um, the there are multiple vectors to this deal. Um, there's a tax angle. There's a redomiciling angle. There's a divestiture angle. There is a um, um, extreme regulatory review angle. Um, there is the acquisition of the NXP business. And then last and certainly not least is the potential, what do you do with the, with the Qualcomm licensing royalty business that, be, that has been embroiled with litigation and um, uh, drama with Apple. So uh, there's, there's, there's food for thought for multiple um, vectors of analysis here, but, um, so, but I would classify the deal as doable, uh, but very messy. Doable, but messy. Uh, as you mentioned, Qualcomm is you know, trying to close or is closing its $47 billion purchase of NXP semiconductors. Uh, Anon, though, does Qualcomm, it's kind of been in a weakened state, if you will. It's got that battle going on uh, with, um, uh, you know, Apple, uh, and that's not been a great thing. Um, and we've seen that share price, Qualcomm, go down while you've seen the overall semiconductor index really rallying big time this year. Does Qualcomm, Anon, have to do something? Well, it certainly has to do something. I mean, we uh, we think that uh, for fiscal 18 and calendar 18, for the most part, is is a wash for Qualcomm because uh, nothing uh, near term with respect to settlement with Apple, the regulatory uh, reviews, et cetera, nothing near term is imminent. So uh, Broadcom may have seen this and um, and is trying to capitalize on that. So uh, I wouldn't say that Broadcom, Qualcomm had to do something, but the near term prospects for revenue and EPS enhancement were uh, marginal, to put it mildly, for Qualcomm. Does any of this, Ian, any of this tie back to kind of the news we got this week about Broadcom uh, moving its overall headquarters? It already has its U.S. headquarters here in the United States, but moving its overall headquarters um, out of Asia and into the United States. Does this have anything to do with CFIUS reviews when you've got, you know, a foreign company buying an American company and concerns about the technology, uh, you know, national security concerns? Any of this tie together? I mean, what 
what we can say is that there's been a large degree of cynicism among the investor and analyst community about exactly why the CEO of Broadcom felt the need to appear in the Oval Office. Mm. What, what we can also state as fact is that that company is in the middle of its own acquisition of a company called Brocade. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the first time that um, Broadcom's run of acquisitions has actually faced any degree of serious scrutiny and they were in the process of refiling to try and get through the CFIUS process. Ultimately the CFIUS process is goes to the president's office so what the analysis said was Hawks being smart, the CEO is basically clearing the way not only for the current deal but for future deals because he's been explicit about saying that he doesn't think he's done yet and he sees Broadcom as a much bigger force in the semiconductor company through the acquisition of other companies. Uh, maybe I'm overly sensitive, uh, Anand, but I mean, that seems a little blatant for all of this to be happening in a week. Look, I mean, while the news uh, definitely comes out in a pretty scrunched fashion, I mean, this this thing is going to take a long while before it gets consummated. Um, and there are multiple pieces of it, multiple steps of it, and there may be preconditions to uh, a potential uh, Broadcom-Qualcomm deal with uh, Qualcomm NXP and uh, Broadcom Brocade uh, closing. So all yeah. of those steps may be precursors to the to the mega merger, if you may. Right. A lot of steps to go. Let me just ask you quickly, Ian. I mean, Broadcom is a major supplier to Apple. Is there any way that Apple could be behind the scenes trying to figure out the messy, you know, messiness it's got with Qualcomm and the debate and dispute it's got with Qualcomm? I don't know. It just seems yeah. unusual, Ian. Well, what, one of the things that was said to me, and just to pick up on what Anand said earlier, is Qualcomm's licensing business is the thorn in the side, is the, is the problem here with Apple. Yeah. Um, maybe Broadcom has a better relationship with Apple than Qualcomm's current management. Maybe those problems go away. I always love when we're talking tech companies, as I like to call them the frenemies. They work together, they fight together, all this good stuff. Anand Srinivasan, Bloomberg Intelligence Semiconductors Hardware Intelligence from our BI headquarters in Princeton. Ian King, Bloomberg News U.S. Semi-Reporter from our 960 studio.